Parsha Themes is for inspired people like you who are looking for engaging and relevant Parsha and Moedim thoughts. Our weekly discussions focus on uplifting thoughts and actionable ideas that will upgrade your Avodah Hashem and enhance your Shabbos and Yantav table. I'm your host, Rabbi Yosef Tropper, and it's an honor to have you with me here today. Hello, and welcome to Parsha's Korach. Of course, we're going to talk about Machlokas of Korach and the damage of Korach, and, and most importantly, the Iser Doraisa of Leyeke Korach Hadaso. The Torah is telling us not to be like him, and we have to learn what he did wrong. So what did he do wrong? Well, we have the first words of the Pasuk, that, of the Parsha, Vayikach Korach, Perach Tezayin, Pasuk Aleph, that really explains everything, and the Ramban's fascinating comments here. So Rashi is bothered, and all the Rishonim as well, that what does this mean, Vayikach Korach, Korach took? What did he take exactly? So one of the Pshatim Rashi brings is that he took a talus that was fully made out of trelas and made his argument regarding that, etc., but what is a simple pshat? So the first thing that Rashi does is he he tells us that this parsha is well explained in Medrash Tanhuma. And whenever Rashi makes that statement, I have a Kabbalah, and you see, you'll see this time and again, that something was very much bothering Rashi. It didn't fit into the pshat, and he needed to call upon another source that would finally make it jive. And this is how the Ramban reads Rashi, because we'll see that the Ramban has a question on Rashi and disagrees with him. And we'll see that many people defend Rashi and explain that that's not what's going on here. But the Ramban reads Rashi as saying something very literal. That Rashi says, That the Pshat of means that he literally took himself, picked himself up, and moved away from the Ada, from the group of Jewish people, and started fighting about the Kahuna. And that's why he says Rashi, that's why it says in Unkelis, Palag means to separate himself. We know that in Aramaic, Palag means pligi, to argue. But here it means to separate himself. Okay, so he separated himself, and that's what it means. He took himself away from everyone else. Says the Ramban, that's not what it means. And if you look in the Medrash Shanchuma that Rashi himself quotes, that's not at all what it says. It, it means that he took an etza from his heart to separate. It means that he took himself away from the ideology of Moshe and Klal Yisrael and had his own ideology. Okay, and so the Ramban insists that it does not mean a physical movement. It means an ideological movement. Now, the Ra'im, who's the great Mafarish of Rashi, says clearly that, that, that Rashi meant that. And Rashi himself quotes that, is quoting the Medrash on Chuma, and he even quotes um, the Lashon the, the, the of Libcha, your heart will take you away. So, of course, of course, Rashi believes that. So, what's going on over here? But Imuga Shmuel says that, look, at the end of the day, Korach did separate himself from the rest of the Jews physically. When he took the hundred men that were supporting him and the Bnei Ruven that were supporting him, they literally moved themselves away at the end. So perhaps Rashi is referring to that end part of what happened. But the Ramban doesn't like this because right now, in the beginning of the Mahogas, he was still engaged with the Ada and he was still present. I would like to add a deeper meaning here. I believe that Rashi and the Ramban, in my simple reading, are agreeing. Obviously, who am I to disagree? The Ramban says that that Rashi and him are arguing, and that Rashi's shot is not correct. Perhaps he didn't like the fact that Rashi was more focused on the separating of his body away. Um, however, if you think about it, when people are in Machlokas, and they're fighting, so sit down, talk it through, and work it out. When two people are amicable and, and wishing to work something out and to come to an agreement, then you sit down face-to-face, and you figure out something. When you refuse to be in the proximity of someone else, you make a statement that I'm, I don't think peace is possible because of you, and I refuse to engage with you. Now, there are times that it's appropriate. Let's say, uh, you know, you have to know what to answer, not because, but there's certainly many sources that say in many situations not to engage with the Amo. 
Yabi Kars, because you're never going to get anywhere. And there are people, Australis, Stockholm, Russia, there are people that, that we do need to separate ourselves from, people that perhaps have been rebuked in the past and refuse to listen and are simply bad influence or not interested in truth. So yes, there are times. But remember, this machlokas was a machlokas shalol l'shem shemayim. The Mishnah of us says explicitly, it calls it a machlokas shalol l'shem shemayim. It was korach v'adaso. It wasn't a machlokas between two people, like Hillel and Shammai, which was l'shem shemayim. It was a machlokas between... It wasn't between Moshe and, and, and Korach, because Moshe wasn't involved in Machlokas. Only Korach and Adasso, only Korach and his group were. And so what Rashi is saying is something very deep, that when you move away from someone and you refuse to engage with them, there's no solution that's even possible. And we find in the Torah that, that Moshe even summoned Dustin Bavirim and tried to call them. Hey, let's talk. Let's figure out what's going on here so we can get to the bottom of this. You have a taina, you have something that you want to say. Let's work it out. But they refused. They were not interested. And it could be that perhaps the Isser of Lo Yiyakakarach is not to be like this, not to be someone who refuses to make peace, refuses to be in the proximity to, to find out the MS and to listen and to correct accordingly. And this tremendous Chil Hashem that came out from Karach's stubbornness and his statement that I am right and you are wrong and I will have nothing to do with you and I won't engage with you was the biggest tra- it was the biggest tragedy of Machlokas that caused the death of Karach, his entire family, his followers, and even the most innocent of all children who could not survive this terrible machlokas, this fire that burnt and destroyed and this ground that opened up and swallowed them alive. This is the tragedy of machlokas and machlokas shalol shem shemayim, where people refuse to engage with one another to come to an amicable agreement of shalom. We could learn so many lessons from the Parsha, but let us make sure that we do not engage in machlokas shalol shem shemayim and that we show that we are always respectful and looking for shalom. That's why it says... Bake shalom virod feu. You have to look. At, you have to go for shalom, but you even have to pursue it when the other person in your mind is not pursuing it as much as you would like. The Rabban also points out at the end that these uh, people that joined the kahal of Korach were bechoros themselves, and therefore this was not just an ideological debate, but it was a biased debate that they themselves wanted to become kohanim and were upset that the kahuna had skipped them and gone to Aaron and his children, and they accused Moshe of nepotism, of choosing his brother Aaron to be the Kohen instead of them. And again, we see that one's biases in a machlokas will only fan the fires of machlokas. And so we learned the lessons of what not to do. Moving on, Perak Tes Zion, Pasuk Dalet, such a beautiful Ramban. The Pasuk says, that Moshe and Aaron were insulted by Korach and Adasso and his group. And by Yipal Alpanov, he fell on his face. Only one of them fell. And that was only Moshe fell. Says the Ramban, such beautiful words. Aaron was a refined person and a holy person. He didn't get involved at all. He didn't engage because it was about him and the kahuna. He didn't even engage. Not even to react by falling on the ground. And we see such an important thing that if we obviously Moshe had a responsibility as a leader of a Jews, as one being attacked to engage to whatever ability he was to be able to bring peace. And Moshe is not involved in this fight. It was a Mahogas Korach Adasso, like Chazal tell us. But Aaron had, was not needed, not necessary, and he kept his mouth shut. And he just sat there, and he samti panekachalamish, like David Amal says, I made my face like a rock. He took the insults, and I'm not getting involved with this. It's Sheker, and I'm not involved with it. And we, if we could learn to keep our mouth shut, this could also promote peace. And the greatest, Ohev Shalom, Brodev Shalom, Aaron Akoin. People spend time trying to visit his kever. It's also very important to spend time with people that we're trying to create relationships with. And uh, not saying that it's not a great thing to visit a kever as long as it's safe. But certainly 
um, the the lessons of Aaron are, are the most important parts about him. He lives in the shalom that we bring. Perak Tezayin Pasuk So the Ramban asked the Kasha, many Rishonim asked about why was Aaron allowed to bring Ketoris? Who made this up? So obviously he says that they were Nevi'im, and perhaps Hashem was Gozer, but it is a raw shah, but he could bring the Ketoris in order to uh, show this test that would determine who Hashem had chosen. Or another shot that Ramban says, that other Rishonim say as well, is that this was the Ketoris in the morning um, that were the normal Ketoris that were brought, and this was going to show that the Kohen that was chosen was by Hashem, and that was Aaron HaKohen and his family, Vita Kohen. Moving on to Perak Tezayin, Pasuk Chaf Aleph. So, the um, Ramban says that Moshe asked for Rachamim for the entire nation, and he brings down a beautiful lashon that the way that people are mavakish rachamim is to explain to Hashem that, look, the nation, they didn't mean to sin, and let's focus on the individual that caused the sin. Korach caused the sin, fine. Maybe there's individuals, but it's not Hamon Am. And we have to realize that a lot of times we might feel like, oh, there's so many people that hold this way, but really there might just be one charismatic leader that's egging everyone on, for sometimes good things, but sometimes for bad things. And the, the, the power that one individual has is very, very powerful. But Moshe was saying that, the, don't, you, you Hashem are telling me, and you're going to destroy the entire nation. Hashem, Rebunashalom, have Rahmanas, right? He, Moshe had to advocate for them, and Hashem wanted them to. Have Rahmanas, this is the actions of individuals. This is not the action, and this is not reflective of the nation. How careful we must be not to get drawn into a crowd, a mob which has no head. Says Ramban and Perak Yudzain, Pasuk Yudzain, they took 12 matos and we were going to see which one would sprout. So um, the Ramban says that, uh, once again, he counts that why were the, when there were 12 Shvatim that were brought, so uh, Yosef is excluded there. So he says that the Pshat is because um, th- th- there could only be 12 Shvatim, and normally uh, Levi is not counted, but in this case, uh, Levi was counted. And because obviously Levi's Mata had to be there in order to uh, disprove uh, who was chosen, in order to show that Levi was chosen. So it says, Ish es shemo tichtav al Mateu, and the um, Ramban has a machogas here of Rishonim. What, what does this mean? So some people say that the um, the Rosh Hashavit was written there, which was Ruven, Shimon, Levi, Huda. like Ish es shemo means the, the, the name of the Shavit. That's what some Rishonim say. And um, you can see the Eben Ezra, it's not so clear exactly who holds this. And the Ramban says that's not the Pshat. The simple Pshat, Ish Eshemot means that the actual Nasim that were around at that time were written um, there, and Aaron was considered the Nasi of Shevet Levi. And finally, the last Pshat, Paragid Zion, Pasuk Chaf Hey. So they were going to leave it here, Lemeshmeris Os. So what does that mean? So there was two signs that happen in this Parsha, says the Ramban. Two themes of the Parsha. That what does Lamishmeris and Laos mean? So for Shevet Levi, I'm going to show you that I chose Aaron's family to give them the Kahuna instead of the Bechoros. That was what the burning was a, the burning of the, when they brought out the Ketoros, the Srefa was a sign, was an os for uh, the Kahuna. And the um, sprouting was a sign on the Levia that Hashem had chosen Shevet Levi uh, to be those that serve him specifically. And those are the two themes of the Parsha. It's just fascinating that, you know, even in the Midbar, they had fights and Mahogasin, but 
was not one that Moshe engaged with. Um, and we know that the Arizal said Sadaka Tamar Yifrach is Sovite was Korach, that there's there was some element of of Ritcha del Raisa of uh, appropriate jealousy that Korach had, that Kola Eda Kulam Kedoshim, we all want to be holy and we all want to be able to serve Hashem and get as close as we can to Hashem. And Moshe was even punished by telling um, um, by telling uh, Korach enough, enough. Rav Lechem B'nei Levi. The Medr says that Hashem said, you never tell a Jew, that's enough. The part that he was asking for Gedula, that was, that was appropriate. It wasn't the appropriate means and the things that he did were unacceptable and he certainly got punished for it. But um, Hashem said, if you say, um, Rav Lechem, then you're telling a Jew enough, and I'm going to say Rav Lech for you when you ask for your request to go into Eretz Yisrael. What does this mean? Obviously, there's a depth between the two connections that they were both looking for spirituality. But obviously, we don't understand, but the, the Yerushalmi does say that, that Korach was not Bikaris. Um At this point, there, there is a Machogus uh, between Chazal exactly how to understand this, but nonetheless, Korach certainly started off as a Tzaddik, and certainly his intentions were very, very righteous, but his execution of Causing Machokas and destroying Kalat Yisrael were, were proven very clearly to the point that for, for all eternity his descendants say, Moshe Emes or Taraso Emes. And the Emes of Moshe is that that the Torah is given to a nation that gets along and has unity between one another. And this area of Machokas and jealousy and claiming that Moshe has nepotism and that Moshe could influence Hashem's decisions is inappropriate. And Moshe Emes Taraso Emes is the Torah of Hashem that is uncompromised. But we see how great people like Moshe and Aaron responded to the Machlokas to try to contain it, and how tragically, when it was not contained, how much destruction it built. When we think about let us look at our own lives and make sure that we are engaging in healthy, productive relationships and interactions that promote Shalom in all of Kalei Yisrael. Thanks for joining us. For more Torah content, and to make sure you never miss an episode, don't forget to subscribe and visit us at ParshaThemes.com.